welcome back our audience, our listeners to Tech Conversations in season five now. And I have the pleasure of welcoming back someone who came in in season three with an interim role. And we're happy to report that he is now FIU's sixth president, President Dr. Kenneth A. Jessel. It is an honor to have you back. Welcome. Well, Maggie, thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. You know, Dr. Jessel, we, we've seen each other a couple of times and I always say, Oh, I think the podcast had something to do with Dr. Jessel <laughs> being elected. It's a little joke we have with everybody. A lot of people on the podcast have come a long way. So we like to take um, just a tiny bit of credit um, for your success as well, if you let us. <laughs> I think when I write my memoir, I'm going to actually say that. It's the podcast <laughs> that does it. Thank you so much. So, you know, um, President Jessel, we have had a lot of news in the last couple of weeks about FIU. We are so proud. I'm a proud Panther. Um, my husband's a proud Panther. We have a Panther graduating from Case on December 11th. So, yay. Great. Um, yes, we're a whole Panther family here. How and um, we love to see, you know, in the different stages of FIU, how the university has really evolved and changed, you know, in its almost 51 year history now. Um, I'd like to say that me and the university were born the same year, not to date myself. <laughs> but they've come a long way and the rankings are very surprising. I wanna start this conversation by reading something that you said. You said FIU is a great return on investment and this ranking is the latest indication that FIU is providing an excellent university experience in and out of the classroom that supports student success, said FIU President Kenneth A. Jussel. This is more proof that FIU is F for forward thinking, I for innovative, and U for unstoppable. Let's kick it off there. Let's talk about those rankings. Well, I, I think it's exactly right. Forward thinking, innovative, and unstoppable. That is truly the story of FIU. Uh, at the time the university was created in statute in 1965, I don't think anyone had any idea of how successful FIU uh, would be. And it started as an upper division and graduate institution, uh, opening our doors in 1972. And we had 5,660 students, which was the largest opening class of any institution of higher learning in the country at the time. And even that number, that is the size of many, you know, smaller universities that have been around for many, many years. And now look at it, it's 56,000 students strong, 300,000 alums. So we've, we've had that mantra from the very, very beginning. We're looking to the future, we are innovative, we're creative, and nobody can stop us. The rankings are just the most recent uh, you know, indicators of our success. Uh, we have been focusing for many years on student success, research excellence, and engagement uh, with the community. We haven't been focusing on the rankings, but we knew if we did everything the right way, the rankings would catch up to us. Reputations take a long time to achieve. They're easily lost but they take a long time to achieve. So every year people are looking at FIU and saying, I didn't know about this. I didn't know about that. Wow, look at what FIU is accomplishing. And when we received word that we were number four public university in the country by the Wall Street Journal, 
you know, that was truly amazing. So we we joined the ranks of outstanding institutions. Uh, we are in the company of, of the very, very best because we are the very, very best. And I could go on and on. Uh, we have degree choices that ranks us number eight in the country of publics and privates. Uh, we're approaching uh, top 50 with U.S. News and World Report. We're currently ranked number 64. We'll be up there within 50 in the next couple of years. And they already rank us as number 12 most innovative. And our international business program is ranked number two. Uh, Washington Monthly has us ranked number 19 nationally uh, for social and economic mobility and public service. That is really impressive. And we have unique programs like our law school, a very, very uh, new law school in the country. I mean, it's ranked number 32 in the country, number three in Florida. And as you know, and many that are going to be listening to this podcast, we consistently have the highest bar passage rate in the state of Florida, uh, out, outpacing uh, University of Florida and Stetson University uh, law schools that are well over 100 years old. That's pretty impressive. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing news. You know, when I saw that there was a law school and then we have this amazing school of medicine and we have all these other great, you know, different colleges all around doing so many things and, you know, generous donors, companies coming in and partnering with us here at FIU. I think it's a tribute also to the great work that is being done, you know, by faculty and staff and students alike um, at the university. So we also have to, you know, recognize that because I think it's part of the success. I wanted to mention that the Wall Street Journal did also rank FIU in the top 10 overall for social mobility and student experience, which I love. Talking to students on campus all the time you know, I think we have, you know, one of the best scenarios, I think, in the world um, in terms of being right here in South Florida, the gateway to everything. And I think in terms of student experience, there are a lot of events all the time going on. I have never seen such a more active FIU, even when I was a student there. Today is really the future of what learning looks like. Yeah, absolutely. We truly are. Uh, the future. And you talk about our, our students. I mean, think about the fact that 38% of our students are first-generation students. 51% are Pell-eligible students. So these are the students with the greatest financial need. They take full-time course loads. They work full-time and part-time, and yet they give 100% plus in the classroom. They give 100% plus in their extracurricular and co-curricular activities. They are destined for success because they truly are unstoppable. They believe in themselves. They believe in our community. And most of our students come right here from our local community. Uh, we have 300,000 alums. About 85% of those alums live in Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. And these counties are critical to the success of the state of Florida. I think those three counties uh, make up about 36% of the state of Florida's gross domestic product. So we are responsible for the success of the state of Florida right here in South Florida. And FIU is a big part of that success. And our faculty, are second to none. I mean, they do pathbreaking research. They are so committed to outstanding 
uh, teaching, outstanding learning, outstanding education, and they really truly care about the success of our students. Day in and day out, they're thinking, what can I do differently as a faculty member to improve student outcomes, to make our students uh, more successful? And I saw that when I first came to FIU, when I was thinking about uh, uh, joining uh, the university, I thought to myself, I see something very special with FIU students and FIU uh, faculty. And I went home that night and I talked to my wife and I said, this special thing that I'm seeing makes me want to be there. So I think I'm going to you know, leave FAU and come to FIU and I've never turned back. I know you did back. say you did say something that that really stuck with me when when you had your, your ceremony. Um, I think it was earlier this year, correct? Correct. The um, investiture. Yes. You said, you know, this wasn't in the cards. And I love things that are not in the cards because I have been gifted with that many times over. And I think that those things that tend to not be something that you plan out or think about or obsess over are really the nicest types of things that come into our lives. And I saw you genuinely express that and it really stuck with me um, because I think that those things that we do not imagine um, are really the greatest gifts that we have. I agree with you. Uh, I, as I mentioned during the investiture and even during commencement ceremonies, uh, I never ever dreamed that I would be in this position. I never dreamed that I would be a faculty member or an administrator at a university. So that really tells you the power of education and the power of public education. And what we're doing here is second to none. I was a first generation student uh, myself. Uh, so I can see uh, the value proposition. And I know many of our, our graduates here that, that I met when I first came here uh, in 2009, they are so successful. They are successful physicians. They are successful scientists. They are successful faculty members in universities. They are successful lawyers. Totally. President Jess, so I can definitely relate to that. I mean, I came from a class that you know, out of the School of Communication, that's what I'm a graduate of, the now named um, Lee Kaplan School of Journalism and Media. I graduated in 1998. And I have a lot of successful people that came out of the same class that I did and, and classes that came after us. And they're here in South Florida and they're also at the major national networks. So it does say a lot about our FIU. It so sure I does. also want to mention, you know, because we this is a, on uh, a Radcliffe Art and Design Incubator uh, podcast that the Radcliffe also did make some important rankings according to Entrepreneur, the Entrepreneur and the Princeton Review. Um, once again, it has earned um, you know, a fourth place uh, in the Southeast. And as we mentioned that, I wanna uh, dive into the strategic initiatives and how, how do these types of incubators and special centers for entrepreneurs and other types of you know, specialized niche programs play into the strategic initiatives at FIU as innovative? Well, we've, we've had, in, as part of the last strategic plans that I've been involved with, uh, an emphasis on student success, research excellence, and community engagement. And these all go you know, hand in hand. Uh, we want to produce critical thinkers. We want to produce problem solvers. 
Uh, and the way to do that is making sure that they have access and exposure to multiple components of education. So we do a lot with, with the micro-credentialing, uh, you know, for example, that mm -hmm. really hones in on a lot of the skill sets uh, that are needed. It really is a challenge in education today. I mean, even for, for, for higher education institutions like FIU, we're educating students uh, for the jobs of tomorrow. A freshman comes in four years later, how is that job going to look? Wait, so we have a four-year lag. Think about all of the challenges in K-12. Think about the education that kindergartners are getting and first graders are, are getting today. By the time they graduate in 15, 16 years with a college degree, how much is going to be changing? So we need to make sure that we are innovating our curriculum uh, as much as we can. And having these specialized programs can really hone in on those components. You mentioned, you know, the, the, the Lee Kaplan School of Journalism. Journalism has been around for a long time. You graduated, as you mentioned, with a degree in journalism. But we have to modify journalism. We have to innovate that curriculum so it meets the needs of society today. We need that quality journalism, that deep down dive into the issues that we are reporting on, that we are letting other people uh, evaluate as part of their daily decision making. So that's how these all all tie in. Uh, so the, it, just, it just ties to you know uh, curricular advances, and it's in everything uh, that we are are doing. Uh, we know today that students learn a lot differently than they did even a few years ago. As a, a parent of two. I was always surprised when I watched them studying. They were doing three or four things at the same time on their computer. The way I learned to study was do one thing at a time. So you finish up A, then you go to B. You finish up B, then you go to C. They're doing A, Z, X, B, Q all at the same time. And we have to understand you know, those concepts in the way that we deliver our education and learning uh, opportunities. In addition, there is just so much information out there. We used to talk about the doubling of knowledge in, you know, in centuries and decades, and now we're talking about it in years uh, and and months, weeks, or even even more quickly in some in some fields. That's how fast information is is changing. You look at Chat GPT that I think just celebrated its second anniversary. Look how much <laughs> it's changed. <laughs> look how much it's changed over the last two years and how we have to incorporate uh, that artificial intelligence into the classroom, into our labs, into our administrative functions at the institution. So that's how all of these things tie in to ensure that we are producing uh, graduates that can address the challenges of today, but more importantly, the challenges of tomorrow. I love that, you know, because I see it myself here with my two kids, like you said, they're like doing so many different things. And I myself, I'm an adjunct um, member of, of the, the School of Journalism and Media. And I deal a lot with, you know, distraction and missed deadlines. And, you know, our, our, our role here and our mission is to really empower them and build confidence for them. Um, and, and, and 
Also, make them meet deadlines because that's part of our job. We go out there, your boss is going to ask you for a PowerPoint. You can't tell him that your dog had you up or that it ate your homework or that your Wi-Fi went right. out. There's no excuses in the real corporate world with these right. jobs. So we try to get them in, you know, in training early to kind of discipline themselves to meeting deadlines. So let's talk about you know, FIU strategic initiatives. They're very aggressive. Student success, research and innovation, community engagement. I love global expansion. Online learning and our favorite, which is tech. We just heard this week, Amazon is looking for more space right here in South Florida. Right, right. And I, I, I also asked you in the last podcast, I said, is FIU ready to feed this tech pipeline? So in order, let's talk about these strategic plans, pick whichever one you want and, and, and let's take it from there. Sure, so we are actually just finishing up our, our 2025 uh, strategic plan. So we're gonna be, uh, we've, we've started already our 2025, uh, 2030 uh, a strategic plan development. So over the course of the next year, uh, the provost and I will be presenting uh, different uh, scenarios. We'll be having town halls because we wanna have a lot of buy-in and a lot of engagement with students, with faculty, staff, the community leaders, the business leaders uh, in, in, in our community uh, to make sure that it truly is the right strategic plan for, for FIU. Uh, we're never going to deviate from student success and research excellence and community engagement, but it's how we focus today on those initiatives. So I have uh, been talking about over the last, I would say, uh, well, a year really, uh, since I uh, applied for the position of president, you know, the types of things that I'm concerned about uh, with respect to education, research, and engagement. Uh, the first is the environment and environmental resilience. Uh, the second is health. And the third is technology and innovation. I mean, I think everyone would recognize today that there's nothing more important for society today than the environment in which we live and the health of our people. That's, that's critical. And we know that we're gonna need innovation and technology to solve these challenges. How do we address uh, the, the uh, global warming issues, uh, climate change? It's always been a case of climate change, but it's a lot harder today than it was 15,000 years ago when you started seeing land being consumed by the waters where you would just pick up your, your hut and move it you know, uh, up about 15 feet and you were, you were set for another you know, 40, 50, 60 years or, or longer. We don't have that luxury now. So we have to address all of these issues. And I think with these areas of focus, we can involve every area of the university. We think about uh, environmental resilience, we, we think about architecture, we think about you know, engineering, but in reality, it's gonna involve even finance. We're gonna have to make those tough decisions. What is the cost versus benefit of building or rebuilding in these areas or relocating people? And I feel the same way about health. Uh, we started off with, with innovation uh, concepts. Well, we just announced on Tuesday the amazing affiliation agreement between Florida International University and Baptist Health, right? Because we recognize that our two institutions must work together to get the synergy we need to solve 
the healthcare needs uh, in our communities. And when you think about health, you, you, you know, you generally think about medicine, you think about science, but what about music? What about art? We're only beginning to realize the impact that music and art can have on the health of an individual. And you're seeing it with Alzheimer's uh, uh, treatment, you're seeing it with autism treatment. So they're all interconnected as part of, of the university. So I think every department can be involved with this. We mentioned journalism uh, before and quality journalism, making sure that the information gets out there the correct way actually improves the health of individuals. When you look at a lot of things on social media that aren't fact-based, people get a lot of stress. They get a lot of anxiety from what they're reading. And if they, if they could actually read the truth, read the facts, they wouldn't be as anxious. So you have a big role, not only in the, the, the knowledge base, but also the mental health base of, of our people. And then the technology and the innovation, uh, that has to be there. We can't solve any of these problems uh, without uh, technology. Uh, I mentioned ChatGPT uh, just a few minutes ago. Uh, we're using ChatGPT now to help diagnose symptoms of patients. And it's coming in with great accuracy and, and it's being done much more quickly than an individual you know, physician would be able to do it because a lot of it is trial and error. So imagine having these data sets with millions of, of bits of information that can take all of these things and come up with a, 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 a logical uh, symptom or a logical cause for the symptoms that, that the, the patient is, is, is having. Uh, and it's gonna have to be uh, throughout our curriculum, throughout our administrative processes, uh, so it's great. It's good technology. Uh, we have to learn how to use it correctly, just like when we, we started using the, the computer more. What is it going to do for us? How is it going to change what we're doing? We know it's out there, so let's embrace it and do it well. Earlier this morning, uh, we had in our, our Knights, Knight Foundation uh, School of uh, Computing Information Science, the first tech summit, uh, and we had business leaders uh, educators uh, and students and faculty all participating uh, in this conference today to talk about the importance of innovation and technology. And we have to do a lot more of that. And throughout Emer, you know, the, the, the county, many, many different events that are focusing on this. Uh, we are expanding the number of students that we are going to produce degrees in in computer science and information science. Uh, we are not cutting back on, on, on access, so we keep investing. The Knight Foundation has been a great partner, giving us the resources we need to hire the faculty to produce the graduates that are needed for the businesses coming in today. I mean, you know, it's amazing. I, I heard about the Baptist um, partnership. You know, we saw it, and we thought that it was no better time to do something like that, specifically also with, you know, the Wertheim School of Medicine. Um, right here in at FIU, such a great opportunity. And in regards to ChatGPT, we had last week on the podcast, NBC6 journalist Constance Jones, and I asked her, I said, you know, how do you guys use ChatGPT in those newsrooms? And she was very clear. She said, ChatGPT, she encourages her producers to embrace it, 
as a tool and an assistant, not as a, you know, like a source. We still have to verify and check our sources very thoroughly. She says NBC has very, um, you know, strict process to doing breaking news and sending out all those notifications that you see. She says they take a little bit longer to come out with the breaking news, but that they are 105% sure when they do. So right. this is where we're at right now right. in the age, of course, of misinformation with a luring, you know, election upon us, uh, fact checking and all those great things. This will be the first election that actually we use artificial intelligence um, in, in newsrooms and, and we will be seeing it. It will be quite a memorable November next year. It, it is. It is. <laughs> But, but you're absolutely, you know, correct. It, it has to be used as a tool to make mm -hmm. things better. Just like we, we use the internet uh, to make yes. things better. Uh, and, and information is changing so fast, as I, I talked about before. Uh, by the time, a, like the old encyclopedias, I'm dating myself now. But I know growing up, we used to have the Britannica Encyclopedia in the house. Yes. Nobody has that now because by the time it's published, it's already out of date for anything that's current. Uh, so it's, 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 it's having that right balance. And that's why when we're producing a graduate, uh, we're not just producing a graduate that can do things today. They have to be critical thinkers and problem solvers and being able to adapt and adjust. And that's one of the criticisms we do get uh, from, you know, from business. Why aren't you uh, producing a, a, a career ready immediately uh, graduate? In reality, they are. They can do the job immediately, but they can also grow with the job. Uh, you don't wanna be doing the same things five years out that you're doing today. And if that's the kind of graduate you're looking for, you probably need to go elsewhere. Our graduates can do the job today, but they can also uh, be ready to do the jobs in the future. Yeah, I mean, I've always said that, you know, the first important step is that we are preparing these students not for what's happening right now, but for that timeline once they exit three, four years from now, you know, how are they going to be ready with this technology that changes constantly? And I guess my next question takes us to, to tech, which FIU, of course, and you've been saying it throughout the conversation in this podcast, is very ready to feed that pipeline with all these companies here in South Florida. You know, entrepreneurs are up and coming now more than ever. I've watched Shark Tank a million times in different seasons, and I continue to amaze myself by the amount of young entrepreneurs that are out there with, you know, I just saw these girls that got funded for toasting those um, Venezuelan breads, the arepas, I think it is, or some type of bread that you put in the toaster. I mean, these things are incredible. And these are the things that I think we really need to be intentional about preparing our students to think beyond just going and working for a company like Amazon. You know, I think the future really stands out as being um, somebody that could also pivot and be an entrepreneur. Right. So, Dr. I mean, President Jessel, you know, what is the role of FIU when it comes to building this tech movement? So... I mean, you're right. When you think about entrepreneurship, it's it really is a state of mind. Uh, every day you're looking at things, thinking to yourself, how can I improve this or mm -hmm. what do I need? And that's what that really is what, uh, you know, an entrepreneur is. And we want to make sure that our students 
develop that culture, develop that mindset. So it's automatic. I mean, I'm always amazed when I look at, at different products and, and, and different software or, or whatever. And I think to myself, oh my God, how obvious is this? Why didn't I think about it? Because Correct. I didn't have that frame of reference. I didn't have that mindset where every day I am looking at ways to innovate, improve, and solve problems. And those are the types of things that we're trying to uh, teach our, our students. Uh, we've also uh, moved away from uh, a lot of the technical mechanical components uh, that we've had in the past. So for example, uh, and there've been several articles out about how well we've, we've, we've modified our calculus courses. Uh, you know, with, 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 you know, calculus, you're, you're, it's, you know, the study of continuous change. A lot of people struggle with calculus. Do you need to know all the mechanics or do you need to know what this really means in terms of application? And so we've, we've modified our curriculum uh, to make sure that the students get the, the information that they need to be able to apply the calculus, but don't have to get uh, involved into the, the very specifics of some of these complicated uh, equations. We've actually done assessments in subsequent courses and using the new methodologies of teaching uh, calculus actually enables the student to re retain those con concepts longer and they perform better in the, in the courses. So they finish up the prerequisite the old way, they do it the new way, and they're better served long-term with the new way. You know, particularly when you have the active learning classrooms where the students themselves are working together on the applications and the solutions. That's amazing. I mean, I struggled in math. I'm not a math person. <laughs> I'm more of a creative person and I was always struggling in all of those courses. So I'm glad to hear that some improvement is definitely has been in the works on the horizon. Oh, you know, yeah. as we come, yeah. As I say, you know, it's it's it, we don't have to know how a, a you know gasoline combustion engine works. We don't have to have that 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 technology, the 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 engineering background, but we need to know how to apply it, right? Just like when we when we go in, it used to be I'd say you put the you put the key in the car, now you just push the yes. button. We need yes. to know how everything operates. We need to know the importance of the engine, but how yes. it actually. Uh, 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 functions. That's we don't need to know that to be successful. You know, driving a car, or or successful in running a business, or successful in uh, developing a software application that is going to solve problems. There are others that will have those very very uh, specific skills, but you have to understand what they really mean in order for you to have those innov innovative concepts uh, coming forward. That, you know, that makes so much sense. And I'm so happy to hear that because, you know, I know that students struggle. I hear it, you know, when they're trying to solve something and they're like, why do we need to know this? <laughs> do we really need to know this? I think is what they said. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that. As but, we but they know the enough class, that they need to go to somebody that can help them with that. Yes. But the important thing is they know that that can be the solution that they need to develop the product. And totally. that's... That's what's really important. Not necessarily the, 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 the hard science or the hard math, but 
what this means to what we're trying to accomplish in terms of innovation and solving problems. Um, so I think everybody who's listening now is happy to hear this specifically if they have to take one of those courses. As we, you know, kind of slow down and, and close out the podcast, I know the end of the year is here, end of the semester, you know, some final thoughts, um, you know, not only to students, faculty and our community, President Just, so everyone knows that you and, and the provost and the rest of the FIU, you know, family has worked so hard um, to really, really get FIU up there. You know, it's taken a while to really get it out there and make it a shining star. Any final messages, any parting thoughts? Well, as, as you mentioned, it's it's taken time uh, to do it. Many, many years, many, many people. Uh, but it starts with our students who are motivated, who are dedicated, who take nothing for granted. Uh, they don't let anything hold them back. And I remember our, our late uh, colleague, John Stack, uh, one of his quotes was, uh, performance trumps privilege every time. And that is the story of the FIU student. And that is truly the story of our FIU faculty members, those, those great educators, those great researchers. They don't let anything stand in the way. They find solutions to doing the things that they believe are important uh, for the success of the student, the success of the university, and the success of our community. And I am so proud uh, to be president. I am so proud uh, to lead the teams that we have. Uh, and it's been a true honor and blessing uh, for me. But at the end of the day, most everybody else is doing the very, very hard work. And I recognize mm -hmm. that. We're all important. But the students are doing the hard work, the faculty are doing the hard work, and our support staff are doing uh, the hard work. And everybody is important to the success of the organization. Such positive words. I want to thank President Dr. Kenneth A. Jessel, FIU's sixth president, two-time guest on this podcast. We've had a couple people come back because we want to ask them different questions at different times. Like Because like you said, <laughs> things are changing by the millimeter. I know. Um, in this room. <laughs> the last time we spoke, we didn't even have these amazing rankings. So this is a, a good time to, to, you know, kind of celebrate that. And I do want to end this podcast by repeating once again what we said at the beginning, because I love what you said. And as a good, you know, former producer, I have to do my research and I caught this. You know, you said that FIU is proof in these three words forward-thinking, innovative, and unstoppable, and the future looks bright. Happy holidays, President Jessel, and thank you once again for joining the podcast. Thank you for the kind invitation. Happy holidays. Thank you.